We'll start that recording. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the True First Mission State of the Church and Biblical Prophecy. Episode five is a special episode as well. We have a good minister in the faith, good brother, pastor, elder, uh, teacher of the word, uh, elder and pastor Vincent Spann. And we're going to be talking on some topics here that are actually germane to what is happening in our generation. Many people are bound by it. Many people are experiencing it, Christian and non-Christians alike. And we want to bring forth this information so you can be set free, but also walk with Jesus and all the promises that he has promised humanity if we turn our lives over to him. So I, I want to do the, le- the least amount of talking today. I want to let our pastor Vincent Span speak. Remember, guys, this is episode five. If you're joining us from another country, wherever you're from, Latin America, China, India, Pakistan, the Middle East, uh, um, Europe, we thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for more content of this sort because we have to discuss what's happening in the body of Christ. First and foremost, judgment starts in the house of God, but also the world at large so we can be prepared for what is coming upon this earth. So we thank you for listening in. And we're going to get started with this show today, episode five. And I want to, uh, Pastor Span, I want to open up with uh, the back excerpt of your of your book. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just want to read this, everyone, for 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 context sake. Who is our brother and Pastor Vincent Span? Vincent Span is a former U.S. Army drill sergeant, an expert combat medic, hospital trained. He has been in ministry for approximately thirty years focusing on spiritual warfare. His focus is to assist in helping people be freed from demonic spirits of all kinds. He has people visiting him from all over the world. He would be honored to help you in your spiritual battles. Everything he does is by the will of his father in heaven through Jesus Christ, the son of the true and living God. So that is who our pastor is today that is joining us. And we want to share the name of his book. It's called Sexual Snares, written, uh, written by Vincent Spann himself. This is a very short read. You can read this in one day in a, on a commute. Uh, it is a powerful book. It's, very, it's revelatory. It'll change your life and help you understand what really are sexual snares. And Pastor Spann, I want to just open up. What are sexual snares? Okay, look at the word sexual snares. Mm-hmm. The word snares mean a trap. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a, in association with a fowler. A fowler is like a bird catcher. It's a trap for catching birds. But basically, this is not a bird catcher we're talking about. Satan is the trapper, mm-hmm. which is using snares or sex as a type of snare. So when a person is snared, that means something is fastened to him or attracted to him and tied to him, and they're not even aware of it. And I like to say this right here. We're in the dispensation of Noah uh, or or days likened unto Noah and Lot, where Noah's day people were corrupt, but in Lot's day they were sexually perverted. And a lot of people are not witnessing the fact that sexual perversion is the worst in the history of mankind. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the Lord allowed me to bring forth this book, Sexual Snares, to not only allow it to be known what it is, 
but the scripture says through knowledge shall the just be delivered according to Proverbs 11, 9b. So we need knowledge. Sometimes people can go pray for a person, but they're praying amiss because they don't know what they're dealing with. Yes. So knowledge is the key to free God's people in this season. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to discuss a particular chapter that is controversial amongst Christians. I myself have had some debates with Christians about this, um, about soul ties. And this is in chapter three, everyone. I want to just read a short paragraph in chapter three of soul ties. Uh, it says, once a couple has become intimate, parentheses, have sex, not only do they become one flesh, but they become soul tied. What is a soul tie? A soul tie is when sex has been performed. The two individual souls, mind, will, emotions, intellect, and reasonings become joined. They become one flesh. They become soul tied. Now, I wanted to read uh, a scripture that confirms that too in the Bible, right? We get all our word. We get all our knowledge and understanding through the word of God. And I just want to share that real quick. I was actually doing some clippings before uh, Pastor Span joined us. I just want to see if uh, he sees, do you see that Pastor Span there? Yes, I see that. Amen. So this is a, we're just sharing the screen here. Now, 1 Corinthians 6, 15, 17 says, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? This was Paul writing to the Corinthian church. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make the members of a harlot, which is a prostitute, a whore? Certainly not, exclamation point. Or do you not know that he who is joined? Now, when I did a word study on joined, which is kalo, that's the, the Greek word is kalo, means to join closely together, bind closely, unite. So everybody that says that this partic these particular scriptures do not show that soul ties are or even biblical, they, they're not doing an exegetical uh, a study on this. The word joined in the original language, kalo, means to join closely together, bind closely, and unite. And we're going to finish this. It says, "Who he who is joined to a harlot is one. And that word one in the original language is he's, one and the same. That means you become like that harlot. One and the same. That's the original language that is exegetical. That is not my opinion. We're not reading into the text what it doesn't say. It says, who is joined to a harlot is one. He's in the original language. One and the same. That's what it means. It's going to be one body with her. For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. Same word. He's one and the same. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So I've had so many people tell me that that verse or those two verses don't mean what it says it means. I believe it says what it says it means due, due through the exegetical process. Those two words right there show it to unite, to bind closely. And the word one, which is east, means to be one of the same, to be like that. And that's what Paul is saying to us. So uh, from your experience, your expertise, dealing with these spirits, dealing with in, in people's lives as a minister, what have you seen and how has this affected people's lives? 
man, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, a marriage is not official until sex has been performed. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the scriptures that you just read, Eric, you said, what know you not that he that sleeps with a prostitute or have sex with a prostitute, the two become one flesh. Now, mm-hmm. I want to give you an illustration how devastating this could be. And and when you got when we got together and you told me the questions that we were going to ask, I was fascinated because this really needs to be known. Now, listen to this. And I want you to watch the mathematical aspects of sleeping with one woman. Here we go. If a man sleeps with one prostitute, just one, and let's just say that man is married. He's already one with his wife. They're one flesh. They mind, they will, they emotions. All of that is bound together. They're one. But if a man some kind of way go and sleeps with one prostitute, let's just say that one prostitute slept with 20 men. Now, we know that if a person or if a woman is a prostitute, there's a great possibility that she slept with hundreds of men. But I just want to use a low number of 20. And I want to show you the mathematical, astronomical increase as to what can happen if a man sleeps with one prostitute. And according to what the Apostle Paul is saying to the Corinthians, if a a woman sleeps with one prostitute that have slept with 20 men. All of a sudden now, him and his wife is no longer one. They're still one, but there is an addition there now, and Mm -hmm. that's the prostitute. So now it's really, in all actuality, two, but in general, it's three. The couple, the married couple has lost their oneness, and instead of becoming one, now they're three because sex has gotten involved. So you got the husband, you got the wife, and you got the prostitute. But listen to this. Now you got the 20 men that she slept with. So now it's 23 souls that's gathered together in one. And the soul and the mind and the will is now being scattered because they are no longer one. They're 23. Mm. But it don't stop. If a woman sleeps with 20 men, there's a great possibility. What if those men who are um, um, sleep with 20 women? So now you multiply the 20 men that the woman slept with and the men have slept with 20 women. You multiply 20 times 20. That's 400 people that has passed to that couple, the husband and wife, uh, uh, because of one sexual act with that woman. But keep in a watch this right here. Now, suppose the 20 men that slept with uh, uh, 20 women and the 20 women slept with 10 men. So now if you multiply 10 times 400, you understand what I'm saying? Now you've got 4,000 spirits. And this is what happened to Legion in the, in the, in the gospel according to St. Mark. I've always asked the question, Lord God, how did Legion get so many spirits? The only definition and the only revelation that the Lord gave me was too many sexual parties, mm-hmm. partners. And one person can mess up a whole entire family and the mind becomes fragmented. He cannot fall in love. She cannot fall in love because love has been confiscated with lust. Let me say this and I'm going to let you ask your next question. Love and lust both begin with an L. You got L-O-V-E. Inside of L-O-V-E, you got 
O-V, of. Of means one. But if you look at lust, lust has the same amount of letters. But if you look inside of the word L-U-S-T, you see us. So lust says more than one. But love says one. So when lust begins to open up and open us up like a can of worms, and we become an open portal, whereas the scripture says, he that has no rule over his own spirit is like a city torn down and without walls. So lastly, I'll say this, uh, my brother, if a man, to answer your question, this is what happened. But the bad part about it is they don't know it. And this is why people lose their mind. This is why people become suicidal. This is why people become rapists. This is why people, uh, when a man sleeps with a prostitute, I say this is the last one, but it gets me so excited. When a man begins to sleep with a prostitute, he's now sleeping with strange sex. So now when he enters the door of sleeping with strange sex, his wife becomes known. So she is no longer strange. So that sex is no longer excited. The only thing that has his movement now and his motivation and his hunger and his crave is something strange. Mm. And he can never, ever be satisfied. Wow. Wow. I mean, that is a, that right there gives a, sheds a lot of light on why so many people are dealing with depression at a higher uh-huh. rate, uh, anxiety yes. issues, because part of that reason is if you slept with a person in your life, most people have committed the sin of fornication. I mean, it, it's it, it's natural to human beings to want to do that when they don't know the Lord. Even, even Christians got to fight against that stuff, right? That lust, that temptation. But once it happens, you just you just knit yourself with multiple partners at the same time. Yes. And, and people, you know, that affects your mind, that affects your spirit, that affects your body. I mean, that right there just shows you a world that's being knit together spiritually through sexual union. And we see that. And it's this just came to me right now. Thank the Lord that that's a part of the Antichrist agenda, knitting the world together, bringing yes. the world under one rebellion. Yes. Transgressing, transgressing the commands of God, turning your back on what Jesus says is true and rebelling against God and coming together, uniting with the Antichrist spirit, which I believe the Antichrist spirit is a spirit of perversion. It's a spirit of of sexual nature, heightened sexual nature. We're not, you know, everybody listening to us or watching us uh, on Facebook or on YouTube we're not living in a hypersexualized society for no reason. This is planned. This is taking birth in the spiritual realm. And what's happening is it's manifesting in the natural realm. And you're seeing it spill over into what we see with our eyes and ears on the internet, what we listen to at work, walking down the street in the supermarket. This is what's happening. People are knit together and they're ingesting these spirits. So that right there gives a lot of answers and sheds a lot of light to what's going on with mental quote unquote health in our society. That's what they use, uh, the mental health uh, word. Um, but it, it, it comes, it stems from spirits. It's a spiritual problem. It's a soul problem. And uh-huh. that's, as the body of Christ, we know that. And we should be able to deal with that 
with the people around us, our brothers and sisters, and if we're leaders in the in the ministry in the church, being able to help people come out of these things. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you was about chapter two about uh, the price too great. I want to read that. I want to just read a little bit. It's chapter two from your book. We're going to be reading just short excerpts from from Pastor Span's book. So chapter two starts out. It says the price is too great. Therefore, flee fornication. And the short excerpt I want to read is this. Uh, on page 13, it says fornication is taken from the word pornier, pornia, in which we get our English word pornography. Fornication is an illegal sex union that opens the door to demonic conquest. Once this conquest enters, they set up camp, the demons set up camp, and open up, open you up to a vicious physical and spiritual assault. If one gives into fornication, they've just entered sexual prison and would be consistently punished. So this will punish you, and you will be consistently punished and it says run exclamation points from all appearances of fornication, even appearances run from that. And I'm going to read this last paragraph. It says fornication is like a jailer. If you commit the crime, you go to prison. Fornication opens the door to sexual perversion and perversion is the governing topic of all sexual sin. Pastor Span, what can you let us know about fornication and how dangerous that is right now, especially with those that say they know Jesus, that they know the Father in heaven through the Son, through his beloved Son, but they're living in fornication. How is that destroying their spiritual life and their relationship with God? Okay, when the writer and or the Apostle Paul said to flee fornication, fornication is a subtopic of all sexual sin. Mm -hmm. The word fornication means an illegal sexual union. Mm -hmm. So say that fornication is the topic, but the subtopics are bestiality, incest, masturbation, homosexuality, and the list goes on and on and on. And once the door to fornication is open, then you are liable to do any one of the subtopics because you don't know when you're going to come across someone that's caught up in some form of sexual sin. Let's go back to a woman again. Say, for example, that same prostitute, mm -hmm. that same prostitute that slept with men. Just imagine she slept with a man who slept with a man. Mm -hmm. So now because she slept with a man that slept with a man, and now she sleeps with this man. Now this man will be visited by homosexual tendencies without him being aware because of fornication and the passing the buck or the spirits from person to person to person. And what happens is the devil and demons like to come at nighttime mm -hmm. at our most vulnerable times while we're asleep, when we're in our subconscious mind. There are spirits by the name of Incapus, which is male sexual demons mm -hmm. that will come and have sex with women. And then you got Incapus that normally comes and sleeps with women. You got N, N means that, uh, that they are receivers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 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 Incapus means that uh, 
that it's the male demon. Now, listen to this. This is a strange thing that's happening, bro, Eric. The male sexual demon is now beginning to rape the promiscuous man that have many partners. Mm -hmm. He's being visited by sexual male demons that's penetrating him. Now he's embarrassed because he got an agenda and everybody think he's cool. But now he's battling a spirit that he have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. Don't have nobody to talk to because he's still like he still look like a man. He looks just like me and you, male agenda. He don't look like the typical homosexuality. But mm-hmm. the battles are night at night is saying a different story. Mm-hmm. So why flee fornication? Because you don't know what of the spirit that somebody else that you're getting ready to commit fornication with is carrying. Certain people are carriers of demons. Mm. And if by chance we were to stumble on the wrong kind, we may fall upon one that has incest, that sleeps with their sons or their daughters. And all of a sudden you don't slept with the woman that's doing this. And now all of a sudden you're looking at your daughter funny. You're looking at your son funny because the spirit has been passed to you. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is so very, 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 very dangerous. Run. <laughs> why Why do you see that now, and I've seen this myself, and it's something I discuss with other Christians, other brothers, that there is a stronghold of fornication with those sub with those subtitles as well, right? You got the main one, which is fornication, and you got all those uh-huh. that follow. Why is that also even coming into the church? It's coming in. People are are comfortable and they're not being convicted if they're living in fornication, still saying, I'm serving God. I believe in Jesus. I I love him. I I walk in his ways. But yet they're disconnecting that life, that part of their life. Good question. According to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. The Bible says the spirit with a capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit or God, the father, the spirit speaketh expressly that in latter time, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devil. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, Eric, I've been telling some people that you can be living holy. You can have a right lifestyle, but because sexual perversion is in the atmosphere, Mm-hmm. And and again, because we're living days likening to Lot, sexual demons are visiting people at night. They're not committing fornication. Mm-hmm. They're not sin. Mm-hmm. But these spirits are sent by yep. the enemy. Look at this right here. There's a lot of spirit that's operating from the marine kingdom. Mm-hmm. And their job is to take as many people or get them caught up in sexual sin because the moment that they're literally actually caught up, there is no way you can serve God. Because God, once we commit sin, we're separated from God unless we confess that sin and get back right with God. Mm-hmm. But the moment we give in to that type of sin or sin in general, there's a momentary separation. Now, to the saint that's been with the Lord a long time, they know how to run back. Mm-hmm. But sometime, man, if that separation happened and the sin the sexual sin that have snuck into the church and which is there, like you said, and now it's beginning to bother the people. They are the one that's going to begin to walk away. Now, if, if the leaders of the church is bound by sexual sin 
and the people that's in their midst is still there, and there's a great possibility that they are bound by the same thing. Because there is no way you can walk with the spirit of the living God and you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you and you got leaders that are living in sexual sin. God will let you know not to be caught up in this because it becomes like a well, according yes. to Isaiah chapter 59, you know, around verse five. So to answer your question in a finalized state, man, the reason why this spirit is coming into the church, because there is not enough laborers that's in the church mm. that will confront and contend with these things. Amen. Amen. It's about, it's about a, conf a confrontation, speaking the truth and love to get people out of that. I want to share something that uh, the Lord put on my heart. I wanted to read this scripture, which is very important. And Paul gives us instruction on possessing our own vessel. Uh, this is first Thessalonians chapter four, three, three through eight. And it says, possess, let me read it from the top. It says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. That's your process of becoming holy, becoming more like Christ, that you should abstain, keep away from sexual immorality, that each of you, he's talking to us as Christians, believers, should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. And this is the verse five is important here for everyone listening not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, mm. that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter because the Lord is the avenger of all such. Or as we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanness. These are the spirits that Pastor Span talked about, bestiality, homosexuality, uh, pornography, uh, uh, pedophilia. God did not call us into uh, uncleanness, sex outside of marriage, but in holiness to be separate. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man. If you're listening to the sound of our voices today, you're not rejecting us, but you reject God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. Praise the living God. So that's, <laughs> we're called as our vessels in sanctification, which is the process of becoming holy and conforming to the image of Christ. If we're in Christ and also in honor, our bodies are to be honored before the Lord. Our members are to be used. Members, our body parts, all of them, even the uncomely ones, the ones we don't see, our body parts are supposed to be used for righteousness sake, not for uncleanness. So if you're in Christ, if you say you're in Christ, if you're a Christian and you believe that Jesus died for you, he died for your redemption, he paid ransom for your soul, you believe in God and you're practicing fornication, you have to confess that sin, repent of it, come out of it, living with another woman, living with another man. If you're a Christian, if you're saying you're a Christian, then you have to cut that relationship off because what, what Pastor Span said, you're opening up yourself to a plethora of spiritual problems. And that's why we're here discussing these things so you can be set free, but you got to receive the truth. We don't talk, we, we're not talking to you from a place of superiority. We're talking to 
from a place of being across the table where we want to see people set free. And many people that say they're Christians or they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and they walk with him are living in fornication, what they call shacking up, living with people that they're not married to or having these relationships, flings and all these things. And also pornography is one thing. It's the same thing as fornication. And, you know, Elder Span, something that, you know, this is off the, you know, off the, the outline we got, but pornography is, is really, it's really destroying people, destroying their relationships, uh-huh. just even destroying parts of the body of Christ. What is your whole take on pornography in general, internet, our image, what we see in our eyes? How important is that to be shielded and, and sheltered? Okay, because see, what pornography does is, Put, and you just mentioned the word, it puts a picture or an image in the mind. And once the image is in the mind, it can't be shaken because it becomes a mindset. And the Bible says, if I'm not mistaken, according to Second Corinthians chapter 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. Mm-hmm. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and casting down vain imagination that exalted itself above the knowledge of God. So this is what the Lord showed me. Here we are. Paul said, here I am. I'm walking my best. I'm trying to live for the Lord the best way I can. But I find another law warring against my mind. Mm -hmm. What pornography does is this. Here you are. You got the word of God in your mind. Your, your, your mind has been renewed in a magnificent way, mm-hmm. but now you're dabbling in the phono- pornography. What mm-hmm. pornography does is put another law against your mind. And whatever law or whatever force that you feed will become the dominant uh, uh, one that will literally take control. If pornography comes in, it becomes very, very tough to get set free from because it's a mental bondage. And when mental bondage come and it's untreated through pornography, they begin to look for and hunt for the thing that they visualize in pornography. And when you begin to pursue sin, you're in trouble because if you're looking for it, eventually you're going to find it. And when you find it, you may not be able to come back to Christ. It's dangerous. Wow. Wow. Well, we want to we want to exhort everyone. We want to encourage everyone that's listening to us today. If you're caught up in any of these uh, sexual snares and you say, you know, Christ. We want to encourage you today to repent, confess it, leave these relationships behind and come back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now. There is a process of deliverance because you don't know who you slept with. That's the problem with with opening up these doors, right, Pastor Span, where you don't know what that other person is bringing into your life and who they slept with. Like we said, it's a web. It's a it's a knitting together of other sexual partners. And like I just read to you uh, about being joined to a harlot, that word joined, Kahlo, being one in the same. There, there was a part in your book, Pastor Span that you wrote about, I think it was Slick Rick. I read that. (laughs) And for everybody that, you know, for everybody that from, you know, we're not talking about Slick Rick, the ruler, the rapper, okay? (laughs) We're talking about a guy named Slick Rick is just, you know, a a figurative uh, person. But he had all these women. He was a pimp. 
right? And all these women sleeping with all these men, but yet he was sleeping with his own harem, right? He was sleeping with his own prostitutes and the women, their prostitutes sleeping with other men, all of a sudden he started becoming a woman. He started becoming like those prostitutes he was sleeping with. That really caught me. I, that, that was a good short read there. In the next episode, we're going to have to go through that like line by line to really expose that. What, you know, like, how did you see that? What is, just go deeper in that, all right? About Slick Rick and him sleeping with prostitutes. He was a pimp, but he's sleeping with his prostitutes and he becomes like them eventually. Yeah, well, what happened was um, the Lord gave me this revelation. He woke me up and I began to start writing the story. And the name of the story is called Slick Rick Six okay. because he has six prostitutes living with him. All his life, he was a pretty boy and he always, women always drew to him. Never had a job at Dennis. Then he became a pimp and he had six women. All the women respected one another. They all knew that they were all in a relationship. They like became family. Mm-hmm. Now, not only were they tricking for Rick and bringing in $15,000 a week, but Rick began to sleep with the prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And a strange thing happened over time. What happened was the persona that was on the six women began to affect the mind or the soul of Rick. The soul is your mind, your, your will, your emotion your reasoning, your intellect. Rick began to change in his mind and began to take on the characteristics of the six women that he was sleeping with. So as time went on, first he was, let's just say there was one named Nancy. He began to take on the desires of Nancy and it went on down until it was all the six women. So Rick began to start desiring what their, what his prostitute desired, which was men. Mm-hmm. Rick eventually a transvestite. And instead of setting up the women to sleep with men, Rick started setting up the men to sleep with him because he he became what he was in association with. He became one of them. He became a woman that he became a man that portrayed a woman that was sleeping with men. Wow. And wow. We're going to definitely do that. We're going to read that story because I believe that people that have been caught in sexual sin for a very long time that are in their fifties, even sixties, they do become like their partners eventually. And they have like, like you said in your book, they have fragmented souls. The soul is your intellect, your emotion, and your will. And they're fragmented because so many years they've been caught in, they've been caught up in sexual sin. This is the damage that this does to you. Now, you know, for the, for the people, you know, that don't know Jesus, um, that don't have a relationship with God through Jesus and that they're in this, what, what would you tell them? What, what would you tell them right now? Well, there's a, there's a vast majority of them that don't know how to get set free mm-hmm. because their soul or their spirit man is too weak and is probably laying doormat and they separated from God. Even if they repent right now and say, Lord God, I'm sorry, you still got to fight off the probability of those spirits coming back. So mm-hmm. they need to be, they need to have that broken or cut off. According to the book of Isaiah chapter 58 and 6, it says, is this the fast that I've chosen? And then the writer in the book of Isaiah named four outside forces that was attached. 
that he had the power to break. He said to loose the bands of wickedness, that's outside, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you destroy every yoke. The only thing that can destroy a yoke is one of God's anointed. The anointing is the only thing to destroy or break ties. So you are going to need a skilled man preferably, or woman, because there are some women that I've trained over the years, but there you need a trained man that understands. That's why you got to have knowledge. Through knowledge shall the just be delivered. They need to set the stage or set an appointment with someone to have those powers broken off. Then they can be restored because they have to go through renunciation. They have to go through confessions. And then we got to get the strong man out of them. And then we got to break the stronghold from the outside of them. Amen. And the strong man is that main, because demons come in groups. Demons come yes. in things. That strong man is the yes. main demon. It's the leader of the gang, basically. That's, he, in, he, that's on the inside. That, that's on yes. the inside, yes. So he yes. is the leader. He is the leader of that group of demons that's in that person's soul. Yes. Amen. And uh, last question regarding this, between a Christian being demonized, not demon possessed, we know that, right? And but a person that does not have the Holy Spirit, that's not sealed in Christ, that's possessed. What is the difference between a possession and being demonized in a short in a short uh, span? Okay, that's a good question. Okay, demonization happens on the outside. Mm -hmm. Demonization. There are three ways demon attack people. They attack them, and they be on the inside. They attack them as strongholds from the outside. And they also attack the atmosphere of demonization. Demonization can make one feel as if they're demonic possessed. But let me tell you this right here. If a man or a woman of God, and they go and begin to start committing sin, mm -hmm. you and a separation take place at that moment, they are no longer a child of God. Mm -hmm. You cannot hold on to the right and claim the authority of walking with Christ, and you're separated because of sin. You are no longer with him. So the question everybody had asked, can a child of God have a demon? Uh, the answer would be rightfully no, because the moment one does have a demon, he's no longer a child of God. Mm -hmm. You understand? Saying? So that relationship was lost. What's happened, really, the relationship is still the same, but fellowship has been lost. Mm -hmm. And once fellowship has been lost, I'll always remain God's son. But if I lose, it's dangerous. If I lose uh, fellowship, because God may get tired and say, let me take my son home. Let me, I'd rather kill his body and, and, and save his soul. Save his soul. So, so, so it's a dangerous place to be because you can let a demon come in and lose your right as a child of God because you are no longer walking with him. That's a dangerous place to be. Amen. Amen. That is, that is why we're doing these conversations, these topical, uh, discussions on this podcast and video cast because we see a lot of these things happening in people's lives um but nobody really addresses these things in the church nobody's right. really talking about these things and a lot of people are affected by sexual sins whether it's pornography fornication adultery all these things people are dealing with even christians but how do we get back for the last part before we go into where you're having your conference this uh this month how does a person get back? How does a person get back? How does a person get set free? If they want to get set free, if today I'm talking to you, if you're listening to our voices uh, on the podcast in a different country, 
or on Facebook, if you're watching us, how does somebody get free and how do they get back to the living God? Now, let's look. Remember when I was telling you about the the, um, the man sleeping with one prostitute yes. that slept with 20 men, and we calculated 4,000 demons or spirits or personality. A legion is between 2,000 to 6,000 demons or entities. Mm-hmm. So that man has 6,000 spirits in him. Oh. And you, we're still recording, and you see why as we, uh, talk about these things you see that we get attacked but that means we're on something we're, we're doing something good right now because the kingdom of darkness does not like this so i'm gonna ask uh elder span to try to get back onto our uh platform if he can't get back we'll discuss this another time but we're discussing some heavy topics some real spiritual revelation and the kingdom of darkness does not like that. But that's a good thing because we're hitting something in the spirit. We're hitting something that is going to set people free. Join us. Join us for one of the, uh, maybe episode eight or nine. We're going to get Pastor Span again on to discuss more of his book. Um, There we go. Hold on. We got him coming back. Praise God. We're going to let him get back on the audio. Praise the Lord. All right. Pastor Span, man, we're hitting, we're hitting something. We're hitting something today. Yeah, man. Uh, when you do this stuff, man, the enemy will fight my technology a lot, man. But um, by the grace of God, I'm back, sir. Amen. Amen. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me. Okay. Uh, Praise God. Okay. I was just telling everybody that uh, if you couldn't get back, we were going to have you back on. We're still going to have you back on anyway. But just how do people get back? You know, we want to set people free. I know you want to set, you've been doing it for a long time. You want to set people free. You have, God has used you as a deliverer. Uh, I've seen that in my life, my own self, my own testimony. But I want to see others set free and have peace of mind and peace with God. See, when we're in sin, everyone, you're you're an enemy of God. That's that's what it is. It, it says that yet while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That yet while we were still his enemies, he still sacrificed himself for us. The just for the unjust. So we want to we want to help you. We want to encourage you. We want to tell you how to get back to come out of sexual sin, whatever that may be, whatever you're going through, whatever you're practicing. But you got to be willing to receive the truth. Let the conviction of the Holy Spirit take a hold of you and turn away. That's what repentance is. Change your mind, change your direction, follow Jesus, and get back right with the Lord. Pastor Span, what is your what would your prescription be for somebody to get right, right back with the Lord today, even today, if they wanted to do that after they hear us? Well, what I would recommend is that they they utilize 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, that if we confess our sin that he's, you know, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And it goes on to say, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To confess means to say what you've done. You can't think what you can't go to God and pray to God in your mind. You know, this confession means to say, and you need to confess what you did. Look, Lord, I blew it, man. I messed up. 
this is what I did, Father. I did this and that, that and that. God wants you to acknowledge your problems. And once you acknowledge your problem, God is merciful. He's a kind God. And when you realize and not covering or hiding the truth, God loves truth. Truth sets you free. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? And through knowledge shall the just be delivered. So at that time, God will begin the process of cleansing you. Now, sometimes the process may not be instant. So at that time, I will recommend confessing your problem that you've done to the Lord so that it will be acknowledged in the courts of heaven because Satan will continue to accuse you or or be accuser of the brethren. And then once you confess your sins, then you renounce it. What does renounce mean? Renounce say uh, will allow you to say things like, I no longer serve you. You're confessing again. I'm no longer a part of this. I'm no longer committing fornication because God done cleansed you. I'm no longer caught up in incest. I'm no longer caught up in homosexuality. I'm no, I'm no longer caught up in masturbation or whatever sexual sin. Renouncing it is letting it know that you're done. Now, listen to this. The scripture says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against us in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Somebody might be so quick. Well, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, but it's still coming against you. Mm -hmm. Until we begin to rise up against the judgment that they're causing, the problem will always stay there. Mm -hmm. So we need to viciously tell the devil. I mean, we almost have to have a ticked off mindset. You got to be teed off. You got to be really literally in a frame of mind that you're ready to fight because your soul is at stake. And when you say, listen, you tell him, I said, man, I ain't serving. You got to be vicious when you're doing this, telling the devil he has no more right over you. I don't care how verbally confrontational you you become as long as profanity is not used. But you got to have a militant mindset when you begin to renounce that you're not doing it anymore. And after you renounce it, you tell Satan in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am a child of God. I am washed by the blood of the lamb. I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places. So right now you got it away, but now you got to replace that which is gone, which is by the spirit of God. You got to put forth, you got to bring the presence of God on your life or back in your life to replace what's in you or on you. Otherwise, they'll come back quickly if the demons see that you are empty swept, garnished, and clean, but the Spirit of God is not there. The Spirit of God has to be invited in. Back in the book of Acts, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to give it back to my brother. It says, have you guys received since you believed? In other words, they believed in God, but they didn't have the Spirit of God. So you have to, we have to lay hands. You can lay hands by impartation, the Spirit of God on a person to bring the Spirit of God in them. And now they're ready to live for Christ. It's a lot of hard work. Serving God ain't easy. Mm-hmm. It takes work. It takes a lot of work. It takes discipline. Go ahead, my brother Aaron. I want to uh, conclude with uh, just letting everybody know where they can, um, how they can reach you if they have more questions, if they also want want to be ministered to. Um, and also the conference that you're holding this, uh, this month, in the middle of the month. Yes, sir. On, Ju- on February the 17th, I will be having a healing and deliverance service in Atlanta, Georgia. It is free. There is no, res- there is no 
uh, registration price. I'm not charging you for this. Um, this is not a lot of gimmicks. We're having, we got space for 75 to 100 people. This is my first time having an actual service <clears throat> in Atlanta. So whosoever will let them come. We will be at the Marriott Hotel on February the 17th, 2023. As a matter of fact, that's approximately two weeks from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, we ain't got no gimmicks. Ain't nobody going to be dancing. We ain't doing none of that. We coming to bring forth the message. And whoever got a problem, if they acknowledge them, we go break them off guaranteed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I guarantee that through Christ and his word being equal and active in a man or woman of God's life, any demon can be cast out and anybody can be healed. I believe that. I've seen it happen so many times. All glory goes to God. All praise, thanks, and honor goes to him. So if you want to come and you got a problem, you don't have to shout it out. When I begin to make the petition for those who want personal prayer, we ain't got to talk about your problem. But if I'm going to cast it out, then I got to call it out by name. And I need to let you know that. And again, we're not charging for this. We only having it for one night for two hours. And that's on February the 17th on a Friday night, 2023. Amen. If, if anyone wants to um, reach yes. me, um, here's a copy of the book also, mm -hmm. uh, Sexual Snares. On the back of the book um, um, has my number. If anybody like to take my number, I will give it out right now. Mm -hmm. And that's area code 305-462-0147. That is my business line. Every time that phone rings, I know that it's an association with healing and deliverance. If I can't get to you right then, I will definitely call you back. And we count it an honor and we give God the glory to walk at an, in, in, in an understanding to set God's people free. Amen. You heard today's message, everyone. It is for the sake of freedom that we do these podcasts and these messages online so you can come into the fullness. There's a fullness. God is a God of more. Uh -huh. It's a fullness of Jesus Christ that he wants to give us. There's a fullness. It's walking in the fullness of Christ. Sexual sin has many people bound up even Christians. And we want, and our prayer is, and I know Pastor Span prays this a lot too, that sexual sin is casted out from amongst us and that we're living holy and pure lives. We are living in a time of apostasy. This is a time where sexual uh, uh, perversion is all over us. It's all over the world. It's yes, it is. In our country, uh -huh. okay, United States, okay, and in the West, Europe, the UK, we're living in a time where there's just like Pastor Span said, we're living in the times of lots where sexual perversion was at its height. Sodom and Gomorrah, that's the times of Lot. Lot lived uh -huh. in Sodom and Gomorrah. For everybody that does not know that story, Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, but those angels came in and delivered him. Yes. And it was destroyed. Yes. So they, you see this world becoming like Sodom and Gomorrah, just know. And the angels, thank you, Lord, the angels are a type of messengers that come to deliver and get you out of Sodom. That's what you can consider us. We're messengers. We're bringing a message trying to get you out of Sodom and Gomorrah because this is not normal. 
And yeah, you can say this is judgmental, but hey, listen, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit wanting to deal with your heart. And it says it. And I, I always end it with this. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict us of sin, of judgment, of sin, and of righteousness. Don't close your ears to that. That's God's mercy and love trying to get you out of Sodom and Gomorrah through those angels, which are a shadow and type of the messengers of the last days. We are those messengers. We want to see people set free. If you're a Christian and you're bound to this, you can be set free. If you don't know Christ and you're listening to this, whatever country, wherever country you're from, false religion, uh, uh, if you're in the street, if you've done time in jail, on drugs, you can turn to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I need to be cleansed. I need to repent. I want to stop this. Help me come into my life and cleanse me. And uh, Pastor Span will be one of the ministers you can reach out to. Pastor Span, one more time, give us your phone number. Your your it's private call three zero five four six two zero one four seven, and I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Amen. So everybody, you heard that. You can hit up Pastor Span, get some ministry, get some deliverance ministry. Uh, you have obviously people have uh, my messenger, my Facebook. You can reach out to to me as well. I can pass you to Pastor Span, or I can help you as well. We're here. Like I said before, as the angels of God, messengers, not angels with the head, you know, not, not angels with that, you know, the, are in heaven. We're, we're men, but we're messengers. We're messengers. We can pull you out. Of, we can pull you by God's grace out of Sodom. Yes. Like the angels did with Lot. They pulled them right out. And Sodom is, that's why the world is shaking, everyone. The world is shaking because sin has to come to a head. The Bible says that God's cup has to be full. That cup has to be full and then the wrath is poured out. But he saved us from the wrath to come through the gospel, through the good news. And that's why we're doing this for you, for your family, for those you know, and even for yourself if you got problems. Thank you so much, Pastor Span. It's an honor just to glean from you, to, to hear what you know, what your, the experience that, that uh, the Lord has given you and what you're doing even now. Uh, we're definitely going to have you back on to go over that story about Slick Rick Six. Amen. If you want to hear about that. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, and other chapters in your book. Remember, everyone, um, Pastor Span's book is called Sexual Snares. His number's in the back as well. If you want a copy, you can reach out to him directly, or you can reach out to me. I can reach out to him, and we can send you a book, Sexual Snares, written by Pastor Vincent Span, just for your knowledge, Okay. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. We yes. don't want anyone to perish, but that all come to the knowledge of the truth and repentance. God bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Span. It's an honor to have you, to be able to do this show with you, and uh, just to glean from you and just to listen to what God has shown you in your time in ministry. Um, pray for us. Pray for Pastor Span. Pray for us as well as we reach the world with the true gospel, the gospel that's going to talk about things that are not talked about in church, not coming against the local congregation, but sometimes we need to talk about these things and people hide in church. You don't got to hide. Bring your bring it to the light so God can set you free. He's a God of light that dwells in unapproachable light, but he's looking for us to deliver us and set us free. Thank you so much, Pastor Span. And uh, we'll definitely be in contact throughout the weeks, throughout this month after your conference to get you back on. God bless you. Thank you so God much. God bless you, brother Eric. Thanks for having me, sir.
Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. Okay, man. Be blessed. All right. Be blessed. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.